Hello and welcome to the love advice segment um, with me, Kim. I realise I don't often introduce myself when I don't have the intro there. Um, so yeah, it's me. It's Kim. Hi. Um, I first wanted to do a little update. As the people watching will know, this is the first time I'm recording a video to go with the podcast. If you would, I should probably look at the camera sometimes. <laughs> um, if you'd like to see the video version, you can find it on my Patreon. And there's lots of different levels that you can join up to to support me because the work I do is very um, uh, inconsistent. So I'm trying to keep a nice safety net. Um, yeah, and if you hear chair squeaking, that's probably why because I'm doing the video so I'm like moving around because I can see myself okay I'm just gonna close the window where I can see myself and is it still recording yes it is all right <sighs> that was super interesting listening for you okay so let me just give you a little update of what's been going on with me so I have been doing just so many events this this past week has been um my first kind of week with no events at all for a long time and I'm really enjoying it I'm really enjoying putting on so much and getting to see people so often um but I'm looking for a break I think I'm taking a break at the end of November but before then I've got so much stuff basically what it is is that I am presented with an idea from a person who I chat to who's got like a, a really good idea for an event or uh, an idea comes to me from something that I'm doing or from something that I've seen and I just don't want to not do it. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you what's coming up. We've got a foraging event on Saturday the 22nd. I hope I can get this podcast out sooner than that. So this is actually uh, an advertisement for it rather than very much retrospective. Um, so yeah, on the 22nd, we're going to Hampstead Heath. We're meeting at a cafe. And then we're going foraging. It's not kind of like an official workshop tutorial type of thing, but um, I've invited some people who are quite experienced foragers, so they will be offering gentle, uh, unofficial guidance. Um, and what I'm going to be foraging for is kind of like s sweet little leaves and if there's any flowers left basically anything that can be pressed to use in um, collage because on the 30th of October um, I'm doing this lovely afternoon of workshops called South for the Season. The idea behind that is kind of what I wanted to talk about um, but it's about preparing for the winter and getting ready for the colder, darker half of the year. Um, and then in between those two, on the 26th of October, is the Queer Witches Walking Tour, which, um, which we're going to meet at the Apple Tree and get to know each other with some witchcraft, magic-related um, conversation cards. And then we're going to take the tour of London, not the whole of London, um, the tour is like, I think, an hour and a half. And Maria from... Um, historical tours is going to give us the hex in the city tour where we're going to learn all about the witchy history of london with um a little queer stuff sprinkled in um yeah 
but back to salve for the season so that's happening on the 30th it's a sunday um and i volunteer at spitalfield city farm it's just off brick lane if you haven't been most people don't know it's there even though you can see it from the overground train as you come into shoreditch high street um and so i just basically from working there every time i go i'm just like i really want to put on more queer events here i think there's so many people in our community that would enjoy spending time in this kind of like beautiful little slice of nature um there's like growing gardens where they grow um fruit and veg and there's loads of animals to me and it's just like a really lovely oasis basically um so I decided to, I don't remember where the idea came from originally, but I basically just wanted to do an event near Samhain or near Halloween that kind of like encapsulated the whole um, purpose of that sort of celebration. So um, the whole idea is to kind of like take stock of the harvest and of like the the year gone by and um yeah celebrate the 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 coming of the winter and prepare for the negative parts of winter and like the the darkness and the coldness (laughs) um so we're going to do some workshops um abdul who i met ages ago at fruit salad social um when we met he just started talking to me about he'd like come from doing some gardening job I don't remember if it was gardening or if it was just with herbal hide basically he does lots of work in um, herbalism and does workshops and courses for communities for for his local community um, at Hackney Herbal I think it's called Um, so I've wanted to collaborate with him ever since we met and now we are he's gonna do a workshop on how to make herbal skin remedies so like balms and skin oils and stuff like that um and then my friend shumi who i still i recorded a whole podcast with shumi and still haven't released it um just because i was getting too perfectionist with editing it and then this is going to be my signal to actually fucking do that now i'm gonna write down because it is kind of ready This was this was from a very long time, like before the summer, I believe, that we recorded this. Um, anyway, Shumi is um, a counsellor and you might have met her at the um, Silent Q and LGBTQ workshop that I did, which was about being in a space of questioning and getting comfortable with uncertainty, um, not feeling like you have to pin down your um, identity or like not feeling like you have to pin down your identity to a specific word and being able to um, take your time to decide how you feel about things. Um, And Shumi's gonna do kind of like a mental health plan for the winter session. Um, It's kind of like taking cues from nature, like in the garden in this time of the year, you would be pruning back the things that, that have like grown so well over the summer but now are not needed you would be kind of like protecting the roots and protecting the soil and um yeah already planning what you're going to grow for next year so um she's kind of taking those principles and applying them to mental health um thinking about what parts of your routine or what parts of your like 
that the things that you do in your day oh my god that's what a routine is um could be stripped away to be more beneficial to you in the winter time and you know which um which things really need to be protected and the things that nourish you and how to kind of like focus on those things and then thinking about the positives of the winter and trying to see it in a new light um because I think of course there's there's people that have um seasonal seasonal affective disorder um and people that have you know increased bouts of sadness or depression in the winter but it's I think it's difficult for everyone um it's challenging to be faced with less sunlight um yeah, so I think that's going to be really lovely. And then Maeve, um, who came to one of the queer zine dating um, socials, um, she is doing a workshop kind of based on the idea of a portable paradise. Um, going to be kind of like crafting in... Basically, she's done loads of workshops, um, like crafting workshops with all kinds of people and with kids. And so she has lots of different um, methods and ideas of like how you can express yourself through craft. So if you're not a fan of painting, you're not a fan of collage, or you'd like rather use words, um, we're basically just going to explore the the different ways to express yourself um, to kind of put together your own little personal paradise that you can return to and refer to during the winter. Um, and then afterwards, we're going to have a feast all at the farm. So yeah, that's on the 30th of October. Um, the links are on my Eventbrite Instagram. I also have a WhatsApp group for um, people who are not a fan of being on Instagram and who'd rather just hear about when my events are without having to go on Instagram. So um, you can find, I'll put the link to that in the show notes for this episode. The other thing that is going on with me is that I am looking after a friend's dog um uh, I kind of want to show you but he's sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> Hopefully he gets up and comes over at some point during this. Um because I feel like I can't really stop now. Um All right. And and that's really nice. I think I would I would like to maybe foster a dog. I'm going to look into that. Cuz I spend a lot of time working at home. Um I do all of the everything for the business myself. Um which involves you know, organizing events, sending lots of emails, you, you know, there's only two jobs, right? Like moving things or sending emails. And mine is sending emails. <laughs> um, and I see clients at home. So I think I would really like to have um, someone, well, a dog to keep me company. I think that would be really nice. Um, yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of what's going on with me. Um, I don't, I feel like I had something else I wanted to say, but um here we are. I think we can go straight into the advice. Um, the first question is, uh, it's it's not really a coherent question. It's basically just something I've been hearing a lot recently from talking to people at events and from talking to clients. Um, I think, I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. Um, it's about kind of feeling like the only kinds of people that get together are like butch and femme. It's like a, the, the, the dynamic of a, a butch person and a femme person getting together is kind of like the only way. And if you happen to be butch and fancy other people who are more masculine, um, there's a fear that 
they're not going to be interested in you because you're not femme and then also if you are femme that other femmes are not going to be interested in you that they'll be looking for somebody more masculine um so first of all this is a classic situation of internalized mask phobia and internalized femme phobia um i think there's there's some kind of genuine concerns and some biases of like seeing more couples that are in this dynamic and that can really affect the way you think about it but um we'll talk about that in a second first of all I want to address the the feeling that another person who presents the way that you do won't be interested in you um so when I'll start with talking about um people who are more mask presenting or even more androgynous presenting um even when you've kind of come to a place where you're comfortable with the way that you present and you are you're you're kind of like um feeling quite strong in your identity in that way um there can still kind of be almost one rule for yourself and one rule for others of like okay this is the way that I want to present and this is already kind of like slightly unacceptable to society and so when other people do it or when other people do it to kind of like a a more flamboyant degree or when other people are kind of more mask or more androgynous more subverting of gender norms it's like okay that's that's too far or like that's beyond acceptable um and in some cases you, you maybe are presenting that way and you in your kind of subconscious don't think that what you're doing is acceptable don't think that the way you are is acceptable um and the reasons for that are are pretty obvious right like um the way that people dress is very much dictated by societal norms and what isn't isn't acceptable is drilled into you by movies tv parents sometimes education teachers blah 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 blah. you get it um and then when you kind of like look out into the world and see somebody else who is presenting Okay, wait, no, let me say that in a different way. So when it comes to dating, um, we can sometimes subconsciously limit the types of people we're attracted to, to those who are more acceptable, I'm doing air quotes. Um, So if you do have the potential to be attracted, so let's say you are a um, mask lesbian and let's say you do have the potential to be attracted to other mask lesbians, you do have that attraction. Um, But you are also attracted to feminine presenting people and that can be seen as more acceptable by society like that's an acceptable way for a woman to be um and so maybe you're already carrying some feelings that the way that you present is unacceptable you can't change it it's the way you feel comfortable um but then when it comes to deciding who to date or who to pursue um it might feel safer to pursue somebody who society sees as acceptable. Um, So like a feminine woman, for example. Um, I think this is a bit more common than you might think. I think this is kind of um, compet adjacent. So so when um, people who are bisexual or pansexual um, default to the heterosexual attractions that they have um what's it called 
what's the comp short for? Not complementary. Compulsory. Compulsory heterosexuality. So when you have the potential to date or be attracted to um, people of multiple genders, but you kind of feel or you are um, societally biased to be with people um, who are of the opposite gender so that you can be seen as acceptable or um, because that's what's kind of expected of you. Um, I think this is kind of adjacent to that of like um, when you could be attracted to people who are subverting gender, gender norms and you can also be attracted to people who aren't, who are like um, comfortable and enjoy expressing um, femininity as women, for example. Um, it's kind of, it feels more acceptable to opt or to pursue the, um, the, the feminine woman, the more kind of societally accepted uh, gender expression in that case. Um, so I think that might be uh, part of why uh, this butch femme dynamic seems to be like the norm or like the only way to be. I, I also want to say uh, as a sub point that that's not really my experience. I think um, the events that I go to tend to be my own <laughs> or events organized by um, kind of like friends or other people who kind of um, are in the same circles as me. And generally I don't see that many couples that have this femme butch dynamic. Um, same with a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients are... I don't tend to ask people what their type is. I tend to ask more like, how, what, what kind of dynamic do you want to feel? Do you want to feel like uh, there's a, sorry, I had to burp. Um, do you want to feel like there is a big contrast between you and your partner in terms of um, where you are in the gender spectrum? Or do you want to feel kind of like in the same zone? Um, but all of that just to say that I don't really see a lot of couples that have this butch femme dynamic. I think maybe this is more of a thing in clubs, of um, maybe more of a thing in more kind of like mainstream queer events. I'm not sure, but if you're sick of seeing this, please come to my events because it's not really it's not really the case. Um, yeah, and then oh god, I lost my train of thought. It's actually very. Uh, well, it's a little bit stressful to <laughs> record a podcast after you've promised not to edit it and um, the main reason I did that is because I know that if I need to edit it it's going to take a really long time for me to put it out and I just want to allow the thoughts to flow into your podcast app as quickly as possible um, so yeah I think I think maybe this is part of why this this um bias exists in the spaces that it does exist and i think that there's some other reasons as well um i think that being in a queer couple that is more societally acceptable um that is more easily understood by the heteronormative world will make you a little more visible will make you f kind of more acceptable to the general public and you know when that's the general public that's still asking the question who is the man in the relationship um when there's a butch femme dynamic that's kind of something that they can wrap their heads around a little bit more um 
and because of this the this this kind of relationship is more common in movies and tv i think that's changing now which is really lovely to see um but i when i think about all of like the classic um sapphic movies there's often kind of like a more masculine partner and a more feminine partner um and it's kind of like this is shown as why it's possible or why it's able to work or something even if that's not an aesthetic even if that's just an attitude um yeah and I think the most important okay two things are the most important things here <laughs> yes two things are the most important things here um one is um this isn't the only way to be in a couple this dynamic is not the only way to be in a couple it's not the only way to be happy it's not the only way to be balanced um if you are somebody who is mask presenting or if you're androgynous there are so many people who occupy the same area of the gender spectrum as you that would love to date you there is so much like love among butchers in the community and it's it's a wonderful thing and there's there's space for you i think maybe you're just in uh, the wrong spaces right now um so just to just to, one of the most important things is just to realize that there is an abundance of people that you are attracted to that will be attracted to you they exist out there in the world i promise you i've met some of them um and then the other thing to remember is why is it that you feel the need to change because that's often where this question goes when I talk to people of like they're like oh so am I gonna have to dress more femme if I want to attract the people that I fancy am I gonna have to grow my hair again am I gonna have to oh squeaky chair am I gonna have to wear heels like am I gonna have to adhere to a gender role that I'm not into just so that I can be attracted to the people that I want um and the answer is no. The answer is obviously no. You don't have to change yourself in order to find love. Um, what might be useful is reflecting on why you think that, like why you think that's possible, why you think that's needed. And um, maybe maybe there's some subconscious feelings that the way you are isn't enough or isn't okay or isn't attractive. That's a big one. Um, so instead of spending some time growing your hair or trying to fit a aesthetic that you're not comfortable with just to be attracted to certain people just to be attractive to certain people um spend some time thinking about how you feel about the way you are and why it seems easier to believe that that should change rather than to believe that there are people who will find you attractive and want to be with you um yeah it's quite difficult to come down off of uh answering a question like that and ending with something quite um earnest without sounding flippant as you move on to the next point and the reason I'm thinking about this is because I know that some of you can see me um yeah you're really experiencing me be very uncomfortable on camera right now if you're watching um okay <laughs> the next question is again not so much of well okay um so a friend of mine I don't want to mention names and I don't want to be too specific about which event it was but a friend of mine who comes to a lot of my events um 
had a one night stand with someone from like after one of my events and messaged me afterwards and was like oh my god like we had this one night stand like nothing went wrong but we're obviously not gonna continue like it was just a one-time thing but now I feel like I can't come to your events anymore or I'm worried that they feel uncomfortable they can't come anymore um because we have this awkward thing and like what if we run into each other and see each other at the event because we both come to them so oh my god oh my god oh my god have I just like completely ruined my own social life by excluding myself from (laughs) a bunch of events that I really like um So I suppose this is advice on recovering from a one night stand and um, give me just one second because there is noises in the background. Okay, we're back again. Um, So recovering from a one night stand. Um, First of all, I would say that generally uh if you're worried about coming to an event because you're going to run into somebody um bottom line uh this is the queer community we all understand um our pool is limited in many ways our event spaces are our, our events are limited our spaces are limited um there's not a million different places you can go to get the feeling and the activities and the vibe that you want um so please don't let a one night stand cut you off from your community, from your support, from spaces where you feel comfortable to be yourself. Um, but that is a lot easier said than done. So I think there are three sort of steps to recovering from a one night stand in this way. So first of all, I would say figure out how you feel whichever way is easiest for you to do this figure out how you feel so this could involve journaling that's what it involves for me I normally don't know how I feel about something until I've written it down um this could involve speaking to friends getting some perspective um this could involve just kind of letting everything sit for a bit like not needing to analyze or take any action just allowing your feelings to settle in Um, And if you have a therapist to talk to, all the better. Once you've figured out how you feel, um, decide how much of that you want to communicate with the other person. So if you've kind of discovered something like, oh, you're not interested in seeing them anymore and it was definitely just a one-time thing. um, But, you know, the evening went well, you're happy to be friends, la-di-la-di-la. Um, this is probably something that's very good to communicate because for you it's quite low stakes for you it's like oh um, it was fine but I don't want to continue I'm happy to be friends I'm happy to run into each other it doesn't feel like a super stressful thing to share with someone Um, and I think often that's why we don't share those things so we don't share it when it's like yeah whatever like it was a good time and now uh, we can just be acquaintances colleagues if you will um so yeah so we often don't communicate it because it seems very low stakes but when you've figured this out about how you feel and if you are somebody who could potentially say that to someone um like you you feel confident enough to share that you feel that way um 
I think it's important to do so because if the other person is maybe more nervous about running into you or the other person maybe has more feelings about it than you do, um, it's going to be much more difficult for them to share even though maybe it's more important for them to share because it's high stakes. Um, So if you are able to open up the conversation, even if what you have to say doesn't change things much and maybe doesn't feel of much consequence, that is such a gift that you're giving to open up the conversation to them and allow them the space either to realize how you feel and then they can be like, okay, well, I don't want to share that I'm in love with you (laughs) or I don't want to share that I was hoping this would be something more. Um, But it's good that I know that so that I'm not hung up over you, right? Or it opens up the space for them to share how they feel, whether they feel the same way, um, whether they have some feedback on how you've treated them, for example, and we both get to learn and grow as people. Um, Part of this communication should also involve like, is it okay for us to run into each other? So maybe if something quite vulnerable happened um, and one of you would like to have some space or some uh, like a period of time when you know you're not gonna see each other, that could be negotiated at this point. To be honest, this is quite true for even more than one night stands, even kind of like relationships or things. Um, So yeah, you can kind of set down boundaries at this point and say like, I'm happy to run into you. Um, I'm not interested in you any like further than what's already happened. I'm happy to be friends. Um, Or maybe I have a lot of feelings about this and I would like some space. So maybe we can not both go to this like maybe you can go to all of the um she her they them events and I'll go to all of the whole orange events (laughs) like you know divvy it up um because a lack of communication in this place could leave one of you or both of you kind of feeling shut out from your community from your social life from fun from relaxing from feeling comfortable expressing yourself um and who knows one of you might really need that space. Um, So yeah. And then I think in general, if if you have had a situation with someone and like the lines of communication have sort of closed now, like it was a while ago, um, if you're worried about something, if you're worried like, hey, I've maybe you've been avoiding certain events or certain places because you don't wanna make them uncomfortable or you don't wanna run into them, there's nothing wrong with reopening that line of communication and just saying, hey, I've been a little nervous to go to Dalston Superstore or I've been a little nervous to go to these events because um, I've been worried about running into you um, and we didn't really communicate the end of our situation. (laughs) Um, Should I, like, would it make you more comfortable for me to stay away and rather go to different places or maybe you never even go to those events anymore, Um, I would love to get some clarity. And in that way, both of you have um, a bit of communication, which is scary and vulnerable and hard, but it is important to learn how to do. And you both get some clarity on, you know, what the situation is between you and whether you should come back (laughs) to your community or, maybe there was no problem to begin with you know these things can often be a lot bigger in your head how long have I been doing for now that's like half an hour that's a normal length podcast um 
I have been putting out in my Instagram story asking people to send in their love advice questions and I also have so you can send me a DM or if I've got it in my story you can reply to my story or put it in the little question box um I also have an anonymous love advice form um which is linked in my Instagram bio um you can email me if you like um I haven't been getting any love advice questions directly that are kind of like formulated questions everything I've been talking about for this this episode and the last episode have been just kind of questions that have come up a lot with clients or at events or just in friend conversations um so please don't be shy in sending me your questions um I really like it when people send in voice notes um that's lovely because then you can really hear the whole situation and um people can hear the emotion as well which I think is really important um but obviously written questions are great as well I will take little simple questions or big complicated situations that you want me to help you unpack um I basically just want to know (laughs) what you need to hear about you know like I want to know what kind of advice you need um what was I gonna say this is the problem with just talking alone in a room there's nobody to interrupt me and guide me um the other thing is if you have any event ideas or there's any events that you want to see or you're doing some kind of project and you want to collaborate please get in touch um just to let you know I won't be able to add any more events until 2023 which is exciting but also could be a little frustrating um so please get in touch but bear that in mind what else do I want to say I don't know um how are you all doing I I've really loved it the the last time I released a podcast a bunch of you shared it in your stories and it was like so sweet to see because like Instagram can be like quite a distracting place for me and like social media is just part of my work so Um, I don't really associate it with anything too exciting but it was really nice to see people share it and explain or um, comment what they liked about it in in their posts and recommend it to friends Um, so thank you for that and oh you can hear the dog snoring in the background maybe I can show you the dog oh well I can't if you're listening so I think I'll just end the audio now um, and say thank you very much for listening if you are a audio or video editor and you have um, time to help me with my podcast, please get in touch. If you would like to make me a jingle, please get in touch. <laughs> um, and if you would like to see the video version and get to see Gizmo, the little um, chihuahua, old man chihuahua, which I'm about to show everyone, go to my Patreon. I think it is patreon.com slash a whole orange or something like that, but it's linked to my Instagram bio. It's linked on my website. Um, and yeah, I'll speak to you next time, which will be sooner than this one. I need to get it regular. So thank you for being patient. Have a lovely day. Um, yeah, speak to you soon.